Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm SelectaBet and I'm delighted to welcome Voice of Value back to the podcast following an enforced break last week. Uh, but it was quite a good break, was it not, Paul? was indeed, yeah. Firstborn child. Welcome into the world. This crazy post-Covid life that we live in now. Congratulations. How's your first week of fatherhood been? It's been alright. It's been a bit of a breeze. The, uh, <laughs> it's, it's an easy game. Very much, very much exaggerated. Uh, no, it's been brilliant. Um, the the labour and, and um, the birth was absolutely horrific. Um, but since the end, she's been a gem and all is well. So, yeah, can't complain. She's even been sleeping a little bit as well. And perfectly timed for a, a week off to watch Ascot. Well, some people would suggest that I planned it that way. <laughs> I'll leave that up to <laughs> That would be the most spectacular piece of forward planning that I've ever known, if that was the case. <laughs> and I wouldn't put it past you either. No comment. So, uh, have you had the chance to have a look at Ascot this week? Between I've, I've, changing nappies yeah. and reading? It's not been an ideal. Um, yeah, as we've discussed off air, I've, I've, I've not had enough time to put up tips on the website or do a podcast, but I've had a, I've had a look and... I had, a, I had a potter about it. I'm reading okay. I don't want to start the after timing by telling people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing worse, is there? So, aye, we'll, we'll brush over that, but I'm feeling confident, put it that way. Um, well, and look forward to Friday and Saturday. We've managed to find a wee half hour in between your uh, feeding schedule, so we're going to have a look at Friday and Saturday's racing at Royal Ascot over two podcasts. So we'll make it a, this one part one, um, and we'll get part two up kind of mid mid-afternoon Friday so people can listen to that and find out about your selections for Saturday so I think that's probably the best way to do it um, and we'll just rattle through Friday's races on on this podcast to get started so there's six live races on ITV tomorrow again um, but we're going to look at the first one which isn't on air which is the one fifteen. yeah that's right so if anyone wants to watch this um, you'll get it on Sky Sports Racing, um, as you will with all the, the races, to be fair, from all I've got, you've got the coverage as well as ITV. So, um, 115, um, there's there's actually two that I quite fancy in this, um, which is part of the reason I wanted to, to raise it, even though it's not an ITV. Um, there's a horse called Keep Busy, um, trained by John Quinn, ridden by Kieran Fallon Jr., who gets a, his useful £3 claim. Um, decent form... Um, He's won on, oh, sorry, she rather, it's, it's a Phillies race, um, or this is a Philly rather, in a, a mixed race. Um, she's won on heavy ground and she's pretty consistent. She's got a good bit more experience than, than some of these have. And I just thought she looked like a pretty solid um, option. An improving horse um, that's likely to likely to be involved at the finish when some, some of the others might be a bit too inexperienced for it or might not have enough experience, I should say. So, yeah, you're getting double-figure odds at the moment with Ladbrokes uh, paying five places, and that's keep busy. Um, so each way better and keep busy in that one. And the second one I think is worthy of a mention in this. Um, regular followers won't be surprised to hear that uh, Danny Tudhope rides it, uh, one of my favourite jockeys, my favourite jockey actually, um, and he's riding for Archie Watson, who's in fantastic form at the minute. Um, a horse called Band Practice, it's the top weight in this handicap. Um, so there's obviously, um, he's going to have a bit of weight to give away to the rest of the field, but that's because he's the best weighted horse in the race. Um, he's got good form and soft ground. He has been very highly tried. They, they took him over to 
the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita at the tail end of last year. Um, didn't run well at all, but that's not to. Um, that's not necessarily. Uh, we certainly wouldn't be the first horse coming over from Europe that doesn't perform well at the Breeders' Cup, but it shows that they hold on high regard. Um, Twenty-five to one um, is his price here, and I just think that's cracking value for a horse that's got form on soft ground um, and potential improvement to come again this season. Good jockey on board, excellent trainer in form. Just got one. To, when you're getting sort of five, and in fact you're getting six places with Betfair and Paddy Power for this. Um, so I think that's the way I would play it with band practice, a small each way. Twenty, I think it's twenty-two to one with Betfair and Paddy Power. That's probably the way to do it with the six places. Okay, and you'd mentioned obviously it likes soft ground. There's been a fair bit of rain at Ascot this week, and that'll play into the hands of a few horses that you're going to have a look at. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're now we're recording this late on Thursday night. The rain has sort of see is stopped, um, but it's it's definitely soft ground, and there's there's some showers predicted over the next couple of days. So I think it's probably a fair assumption to say it will stay soft, or at the very least, good to soft. Um, as we move into Friday and Saturday. Um, so I think you're definitely looking for horses that, that don't mind a bit of give. Um, top of the ground horses are probably best avoided for the rest of the, the rest of the meeting. That was certainly the case on, on, on Thursday today. Pretty much mm. everyone that, that, that ran well and that won had, had good form um, on soft ground. Okay, so the first race that is on ITV is a Phillies race. That's the 150 and it's the Albany Stakes. Yeah, um, good, good race in prospect. Um, this is one for two-year-old fillies, so you're not going to have a lot of form to go on. Most of them have only had one run, um, in some cases two, but very little to go on. So you have to look at the breeding and things like that as well. It's not a race to go crazy on. Um, I fancied Golden Melody um, when I looked at it um, when the declarations came out, but her price has come in quite a lot now. She's, she's almost a second favourite in most books. Um, best price nine to two. That's a bit short, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to recommend a bet on her. Um, but if people fancy her, or the ready backed her fine. Um, and, and if she drifts out a bit, sort of six seven to one, um, it's, she's she's one that I'd have an each way on, um, because she's she won nicely the last time out, um, and it was good to soft ground and what I thought was a, a pretty decent race. Um, on the seventh of June, I think that was the Saturday. I'm pretty sure it was an ITV, um, being star of Emirati. So it was a decent race. Um, the one that probably have a tentative each way on a, a much bigger price, a horse called Mahali, um, 16-1 with Ladbrokes. Um, the form itself of her race isn't fantastic, doesn't look particularly good because she was fourth of 12, but she was um, she ran on nicely. Um, and, and that suggests to me, um, that was a, a five following, it suggests to me that this six following will, will be quite useful. Um, and uh, the sort of running action she had suggests that soft ground won't be a problem, even though that was good to firm. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. Um, and I just thought a big each way price, 16 to 1 is worth a small each way, but it's not a race to go mad on. Okay, next up we've got the Norfolk Stakes, and Frankie was, I was going to say Frankie was impressive in Stradivarius, but <laughs> I think that's when the commentator uh, says uh, your granny could probably have rode that to victory. You and I could have probably <laughs> run. Been on top, maybe both of us, and it was still a one. Uh, yeah, so that was fantastic, that performance. He's on the favourite uh, in the 225 in Norfolk Stakes. Uh, it's a Dettori Mark Johnson combination for the Eye of Heaven. Yeah, um, you can understand why it's favourite. Um, 
Mark Johnson's horses in brilliant form. Frankie is Frankie at Ascot. He's brilliant. He's had a few winners this week, no problem. Um, the interesting thing about this horse is Eye of Heaven's form is in third place. won a race um, on the 4th of June at Newmarket, so not long after the, the season had restarted. Um, and if you look in third place in that race, is a horse called Tactical, who listeners that have been watching the race in this week will see Tactical 1 um, on Wednesday, I think it was, um, really nicely uh, in the sprint. So the fact that I have having um, beat that one by about two and a half lines suggests that it's a pretty decent horse. Now, they've not missed it in the market as a result, so mm. it's a really nice 13.874, I think, best price. Um <sighs> I think if the ground was um, if the ground was good or, or good to firm, I'd probably be inclined to say let's just go for it because you know it's so obvious that that form's excellent and the trainers in good form etc. But um, that was good to firm. We're now looking at soft ground. It's a different beast, um, and I think I don't think I fancy um, in a race with this sort of depth in it um, having a go a, a short price favourite. So I'm going to pass it up. Um, okay. The one that I am going to have a, a niche way interest in is a horse called Jojo Rabbit. Um, it's a brilliantly named horse. Yeah. Um, the, the form um, of this one, he's had two runs, um, second in his first run, and then one um, at Wolverhampton. The both been pretty, pretty. He's been pretty quickly turned out, eighth of June, and then twelfth of June, and then he comes here for his third run of the season. So, um, fitness shouldn't be an issue. Um, the Wolverhampton race wasn't anything fantastic in terms of, you know, quality or that, but it was a good horse back in third, um, or it's on shot, winter power. Um, and Jojo Abbott won quite convincingly, and the rest of them were really strung out um, in behind. So it looked to me like a pretty impressive performance. Um, again, it's an Archie Watson one. I touched on him earlier. is in pretty solid form. Holly Doyle rides. She's um, probably in the form of her life as well. So I just thought 16 to 1 about Jojo Rabbit. Um, the soft ground's perhaps a slight question mark, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have a 16-1 shot run for me with a question mark than a, a 13-8 shot. So it's a small each way on Jojo Rabbit in the 225. Okay, now next up, this looks like a, a good race, and Mirando will be a horse that's familiar to people that listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's right. Um, good, good, good memory. I've, I've tipped Mirando a few times in the past. I attempted to do so again here, but. Uh, my concern is that the, for, the the price is slightly gone um, on him. The reason being, um, he loves the soft ground. So you know, as soon as it rains, people are like, "Oh, go good old Mirando." Um, that that's a place to go. This is a pretty um, high quality renewal for a, a Group Two. This this looks to me like a Group One in terms of the quality races. And Defoe, the quality horses rather. Defoe's in there. And Mirando's decent. Uh, Anthony Van Dyke. Um, who was second um, in his um, race, first race this season, um, which was a group one, the Coronation Cup um, in Newmarket. So we're talking about proper group one horses. Um, the same goes for El Arkham, um, who's a group one winner in the past. So it's it's pretty high quality. And Mirando now is down to like five to one. It's not as appealing as it was. Um, so what I'm actually going for is I am going to go for El Arkham to win it. Um, I think Mark Johnson, as I touched on earlier, is in cracking form. Jim Crowley, who I'm not actually a massive fan of. You'll remember I've mentioned him in the past. I'm not mm. not his fan. He's having the absolute time of his life this week. Um, looks like he's going to win the um, 
the Ascot top jockey, um, yeah. and it's just, everything's just going for him. Um, and he's riding really, really well, so his confidence will be high. Um, and I think the race could could suit El Arkham, no problem at all with the soft ground. Um, and just to me, looks like potentially the class act in the race. So I'm going to go with El Arkham. You're getting five to two, which I think is very fair. Um, and I think he's he's going to be the one to take this. So you talked yourself out of Anthony Van Dyke? I have, yeah. And I mentioned to you earlier, I was looking at Anthony Van Dyke, but the more I dug into the form um, and the second look at it, and I, and I was also in Miranda, I realised I'm going round the houses when the reality is um, all, all roads lead to El Arkham. So that's that's the one I've come down on in the end. Okay, hope you don't regret that one. Come should ten past three. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the one of the crucial points about El Arkham actually that I've, I've not touched on there, which was one of the deciding factors. Um, his last run, um, so his first run this season, which was last time out, was a Group Three, the Brigadier General Stakes at Haydock, and he was beaten very narrowly by a horse called Lord North, who. Anyone who's been watching this week will notice that Lord North absolutely hosed up um, in a Group 1 and the Prince of Wales stakes, beating some really big name horses, a Dave in Japan, etc. and behind um, really impressively. So yep. that, that that form just suggests actually Elarkham could be even better um, this season because he was only beating a very... Put it this way, if, if Lord North was in here... Um, it'd be a shorter price and you would really you would strongly fancy him given that yeah. form and for another day so yeah that, that was the main sort of um, reason for changing my mind Okay uh, next up is race of the day is it Commonwealth Cup Yeah it's a big one um, it, huge big competitive group one sprint over six furlongs um, there's an interesting one the, the favourite uh, or close to favourite Pierre Lapin uh, which is Peter Rabbit in French for uh, those who are not as fluent as I am um, very interesting one but I think potentially vulnerable um, doesn't have form on softer ground um, so I'm going to pass him over the one that I really like um, you can get a double figure price on is Mill Isle um, Jessica Harrington trains over from Ireland um, it was actually, I think, I, I tipped it up for the thousand guineas. Um, yeah, I think you did. Yeah, you, you can remind me, but I'm pretty sure I did. Um, and she was disappointing. She only finished seventh. Um, and I think that was just simply a case of she didn't stay the mile. Um, her form last season had all been um, over five and six furlongs, which looked really impressive. Um, she won on soft ground at one point as well at Curra, so I'm not concerned about that. So I think if we write off the run in the guineas um, and just put that down to not staying the, the extra two furlongs, um, I think she should be a lot shorter than she is for this. So um, I'm going to give her a second chance, and you're getting, as I say, double-figure odds. Bet three six five. I think they're paying four places as well. So um, that that's the that's the way I'm playing it. There's a mile each way. Okay. Um, next up, we've got the Queen's Vase in the four ten. Yeah, tricky race. Um, a bit of back and forth. It's normally a race I quite like. Staying um, staying race where uh, you like to sort of follow the, the form of the horses as they go up through the um, up through the grades and through the. Increased distance, but there's nothing here that, that I particularly like. If, if you forced me in a corner, I'd probably go for Berkshire Rocco, but um, it's not a confident selection, so there's no point putting it up. So it's a, it's no better for me in that one. Okay, and then on to the last race of the day, which is the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes. Yeah, really compared to the handicap, um, 
quite a few here that have obviously got chances. Um, the one that I've come down on in the end um, is a horse called Good Birthday. Um, Andrew Balding trains, he's in fantastic form at the minute. And it's just a horse with a nice progressive profile. has been getting better and better over the last couple of seasons. Um, smattering of form on, on soft and good to soft. Um, certainly, I don't think the soft ground will be a, be a problem. Um, and just looks the sort that, that's going to improve. I had a run at Newmarket to start the season off. Um, did fairly well and hopefully will improve for that and I just think it looks like a crack in each way bet again you're getting five places with quite a few firms the price I picked out was 91 the hills um, and that's five places so that would be my that'd be my selection and the lucky last on Friday yeah I should probably give a shout out at this stage to Rizzo Tips um, who's contributed fantastically well on the Mr Fixit's tip site this week and he's also going with good birthday uh, in that one, so oh, good company then. Podcast actually at some point, and uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's a good show. He's, he's, he's doing fantastically well. He's done very well this week, so yeah, that's uh, from a from someone who doesn't know too much about horse racing to see both of you guys uh, tipping this one up. Uh, it will certainly give me confidence to put a few quid on it. So fingers yeah. crossed for that one. Okay, so can you just give us a wee recap then of your tips for Friday? I can indeed. Uh, the one fifteen, we're going for two each way bets. Keep busy, uh, ten to one, and band practice, uh, twenty-two to one. Then in the one fifty, it's a small each way on Mahali. I think that's how you pronounce it, uh, and that's sixteen to one. Two twenty-five, Jojo Rabbit, uh, each way bet, sixteen to one. The three o'clock, El Arkham, that's a win bet, five to two. Three thirty-five is Melile, that's an each way bet, ten to one. 410, no bet. And then in the last race, it's good birthday, 9 to 1, five places each way. Good stuff. And we're going to wrap this part of the podcast up at that stage just so that we can create a different podcast for Saturday's tips as well. So just keep an eye out for part two of the podcast. Um, but in the meantime, best of luck with your tips and with your bets for Friday. Mm-hmm.